Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How is everybody today? We should all be doing good. It's Friday, right? We've done our week thing, and, you know, we're at the end of our weeks. Okay. Well, anyway, I hope everybody's doing okay. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. And I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of lovely Sacramento, California. It's lovely right now because it's, like, 83. It's not lovely when it's above or when it's below, like, 32 here. But, uh... You ever hear that last spurts of music? I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> it just kind of pops on. But uh, I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. I said based out of lovely Sacramento. Okay. And uh, we're 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can help you. Anytime you need help, we're here. We are in every, almost every county. So we're able to get to you no matter what. So if you want to get a hold of us right now, the CaliforniaHaunts.org site is under maintenance. I'm doing some switching. I'm switching servers and I'm switching the pages around. We're going to make it more um, interactive for you guys when, when you get on the page. Okay, there's going to be some help listed on there and different things. So uh, be looking out for that. But you can still find us at the California Haunts radio page, CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, or come over on Facebook. Uh, we have two California Haunts pages on Facebook, not to mention our California Haunts Ghost Events page, not to mention my personal page, uh, and a few others. So you can just... Google California Haunts. We even have a California Haunts Psychic Team page on there where our me- our mediums can, can, can communicate with you and help you out too. Okay? Anyway, tonight is Casual Friday. See, I've got my aloha on. It's been a long week for me. I taped two shows and did four regular shows, and uh, now we're doing our fifth show this week. It's been very productive. Right? Actually, wait a minute. My sixth show, right? Yeah. My sixth regular show. See, my, my mind is like jello. My sixth regular show this week, and then I taped two others this week. All right? I think you're going to like the ones. And if anybody was watching this week, we've had a very interesting week guest-wise. We learned about, um, what did we learn about yesterday? Bigfoot. The science of Bigfoot yesterday. We learned about that. That was kind of cool, you know, um, with the, one of the producers from, from Discovery Channel. So, we, you know, we've had different types of guests on this week. Anyway, today, Nancy's with us, as always. And uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, 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 you know, if you listen, to this, when I first met Nancy, I was in college, and I, I, I was like on the fence as a believer. Like I, like I always tell everybody, I grew up in this house, and this house was always kind of active. And you know, I kind, and everybody always like chalked it up to a um, vivid imagination. And so, you know, growing up, I kind of thought that way, right? Like maybe I'm imagining the stuff I'm seeing. And then when I became a newspaper reporter, or started to study to become a newspaper reporter, I had to look at things like a police officer does, because you don't want to lean too into a, into a story, you know, for somebody, you have to stay right down the middle. So during the training to be a journalist, I met Nancy, because I still had a fascination with this stuff. And um, I met Nancy at that cemetery tour in Sacramento. And I was... <laughs> And Nancy will tell you, I, I was a, I was a smart ass, you know, because I really, 
I really didn't want to believe at that point, you know, that this kind of thing went on, even though I had been experiencing this stuff on my own. So part of what tonight is about is when a psychic does a reading for you, and Nancy could probably explain this better than me, and you kind of look at her and go, how'd she get that information? But then you think, okay, she might have trumped it up or something. Then, then, you, then, then you go home with that information. And you talk to your you talk to your wife, you talk to your kid, you, you know, you, you talk to your mother, you talk to your family. And suddenly they say, Oh, by the way, what you're talking about sounds like uh, sounds like Uncle Robert from like 40 years ago. And suddenly suddenly you you know you got your interest going and you're thinking, wow. So then you start doing research, you start looking at pictures of Uncle Robert from 40 years ago. And sure enough, the pictures match the description that Nancy gives you. Or any psychic for that reason. You know, how do you feel? How does that make you feel after you realize that the psychic was correct? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. How people feel after that. And how psychics feel. Because that, 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 that's good for psychics to, 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 to learn that they're correct. Because believe it or not, and I've interviewed psychics in the past. Sabrina, who was on our team years ago, excellent psychic. I got an interview with her because we used to film a TV show called California Haunts. And when I first met her and we were filming and she was on another team, she gave me the best quote I've ever gotten in my life from a psychic. And she looked really in the camera after, after, after seeing, you know, what she saw at the, the Wilden Opera House, looked directly into the camera. And she says, you know what? I want to be honest. I don't know. I don't know where this information comes from. I don't know how I do it. And that was the first time now, you know, you'll hear Nancy say that. That's the first time I ever had a psychic tell me that because I was, again, going, going to do that to film. I was real sarcastic about it all because she's a channeler. The problem with the channeler is sometimes you get a channeler like Karen Clark who will tell you that they're going to channel. And sometimes you don't. And so when I met Sabrina, Sabrina is one of these that don't, doesn't tell you when she's going to channel. So if you're, you know, if, if you're not used to that and you're walking in, across the room with her, and she's changing personalities like Sybil. And that's what I told uh, the, the person that owned that particular group. I said, oh, my God, we're here with Sybil. Because I'd never experienced anything like that before. So to hear her come out, you know, after once I got used to what she was doing. Love her to death. We still work with her. But um, once I got used to it all, and then, then I finally got her on film after, after, after a whole day's worth of work, filming. And she said that, you know, I, I don't know where it comes from. But most of the time, I'm right. That was something. And I never thought a psychic would ever admit that. Ever. But she did. And Nancy does too. And that's what makes Nancy, that's what keeps Nancy humble. You got your humble psychics, and then you got the ones that, that, that think they're so great that you know they, they don't want to admit faults or anything. The good psychics will admit faults. The good psychics will admit that they don't know where this comes from. They're not perfect. They're human just like the rest of us. Okay, anyway, that's enough said. It's enough blah, blah. If you're watching from Facebook, do me a favor and hit that follow button. If you're watching from uh, TikTok, please hit that follow button. If you're watching, if you happen to be, come over here from Instagram, my Instagram is ghostygal. Check out my Instagram. Hit that follow button over there, too, because a lot of my TikTok reels are ending up over on Instagram now, so you go check them out. All right, so I'm trying to build up my Instagram as well. And, of course, we're over on TikTok. You know, you can check us out. 
YouTube. Do you use the other place? California Haunts on YouTube. Sometimes you can't find the page. Best way to do it, go to CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com and go from there. Click on a video on CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. You can find the you can find uh, our YouTube page. And if you're watching from YouTube right now, check it out. There's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner. <laughs> I'm trying to read and do this at the same, at the same time. There's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner with a magnifying glass that Sherlock Holmes had on. And click on that. And that'll get you. That'll keep you on our YouTube page. That'll let you subscribe. We've got over 400 videos over there. That's all two seasons of this thing. We're starting our third season next week. So you you get access to all our seasons. And me being a journalist, I don't just like to do ghost stuff, you know. Um, the gentleman coming on next week that I interviewed last night for a pre-interview, we're talking about the Great Pyramids in, in, in Egypt. That's right. I don't like to do ghost stuff all the time. So I like to do different topics. So if you, if you peruse all those videos, you're going to find something different and something that probably appeals to you. All right? So just check that out. All right? Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to bring Nancy in, and she can talk to you. All right? So here we go. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm tired of talking now. You can go. <laughs> yeah, you can. Oops. Okay. I got to move me over a little. Let's see. I don't know, this prefer this. Huh? Let's see what you guys out there are like. Do you 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 guys out there like this, or do you like this? Tell me in the chat room. Oh, <laughs> it does. It doesn't matter. Other than I have to put two fold five trifolds here. Yeah, um, I've, I've asked people to like do the do the stretched one, and then yeah, I kind of like this one. <laughs> They're going to see you see the way they can put it full screen on their computer. Right, you know, yeah, open it up and see, you know, you know the makeup's out, right? Huh? Me is when my sister tells me she watches me on on, on the big screen TV. <laughs> and one day I was on my phone and I was messing around with it. I was on YouTube watching stuff on YouTube, uh -huh. the and there my face was on sixty-five. <laughs> I'm gonna move me over just a little bit if you want to move it. Okay, now we're centered. <laughs> I threw the phone down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, See myself that big. Ah. So tonight's topic, I'll, I'll kind of back up where Shar started talking about her being in school, and love, love, love. with love. love, I I remember meeting her, <laughs> and I thought she was a brat. Like, oh, look, I know it all, you know. And I looked at her and thought, oh crap, she's gonna be. <laughs> but uh, I really like Shar, and we've had a couple adventures really. Uh, the cemetery tours uh, was, I mentioned it before, uh, John Bettencourt had um, solicited my coming down there. He had had other psychics involved with uh, giving tours and it didn't work out. That's okay. Um, they had some vandalism and uh, can you hear me? Okay. That's Mac is a little high. Anyway, so he had some vandalism and he needed to make some money. So someone said, oh, I know somebody who's foolish enough to do this <laughs> and gives me a call. And I go, ah, I haven't done that before. Let me come down there and just try it. So, okay. and I, I know it, right? You don't have any idea. I go down. It was summer, July. We go down there 110, 12 degrees. And he would walk up and he'd say, oh, Nancy, just pick a row. Uh, if anybody's familiar with Sacramento City Second Cemetery. And it's at... Uh, it's a modium. 10th and broad it's Broadway. What's that? It's a modium. <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly the street. Was it 10th and Broadway? 
-hmm. Anyway, okay, that's what I thought. And you'd pick a little street. And then I he expected me to tell the stories of this tombstone. Mm -hmm. Or if I saw spirit people. And I went, talk about being humble. That that would make you humble. Well, I did five to six tours a year for six years. And I got his attention. And he told me once that he didn't know if he believed in people that could mm -hmm. do this. And so the first time out, of course, I've told this story, but it's the most convenient one for me to remember this. Like, if you put me down and say, okay, we're going to do an hour of the cemetery tour stories, I could probably do it. And um, two of my favorites is the very first one that caught his attention. And there's a woman bent over. She'd lost her shape, but the size. And all I saw was a darker mound. And she was crying, crying. My three babies are buried here. Well, I've always told everybody, you're going to have a spirit, people next, spirit person next to you. I'm going to hear what I hear or nothing at all, right? If I don't repeat what I get, I could be wrong if you guesstimate. And I, I won't do that because I've said the most bizarre things. <laughs> and it ends up being like uh, rhubarb pie. Oh, my gosh. Have a cup of coffee for me. And uh, just blah, 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 because the spirit person wants validation, they're going to say something so obscure. And I know there's people watching this. Hopefully they'll say, oh, I remember Nancy telling me something. And just the other day, I was one more Then we're going to Canada, Keck, Spirit of Grace Church. I spent 15 years almost every Friday night. Plus, I was doing events all through California, Nevada. Oh, my gosh. I think I did one in Oregon for all for the big fairs. Uh, evolving times expos and and so i was really busy those years and everybody appreciates that but some of the eye-opening events in my life were the beginnings ken and ollie keck and we were in a circle um i can't remember old Auburn boulevard and van Maren was when they had the shop there and we had a circle it wasn't real big that night i think they were dark clothes it might have been winter or something and his mother and his son was sitting he was a older teenager and so he they ask, who is this boy's guide? And my eyes were <laughs> down to my feet. And right in front of me was a crippled man. And he had his feet and legs wrapped up underneath him. I actually have a VDD. Hopefully they recorded everything. And I have all of them. Can you imagine years and years of VHS converted to DVDs? And so when I said, oh, there's a man on the ground. And he was slim. He had sandy funny I remember it, sandy hair and he lifted himself up and scooted and up and scooted and they both started screaming because they had recognized this man from their family and what it was was he was born with some um, uh, defects I'll say that or nothing's ever wrong but he couldn't walk so he underneath him he folded his legs and they knew bam like that now what if I had doubted what if I had mm -hmm. said Oh my gosh, this is too frightening. I don't really want to talk about this. You know, I wouldn't, I, my prejudice would get in the way. I, every time I teach a class or someone wants advice, I say, don't let your prejudice, whoever you are, find out and then mark those not important. You have to be open to all the information. And in some ways, I think that could be a form of channeling is that mm -hmm. instantaneously the confirmation was given to them. I wish I'd had the foresight to then ask them how and what they, they think of my being able to mm -hmm. do that. Just recently, I moved down from Hornbrook on Black Mountain and uh, 
came down to be with my husband in Oroville. <clears throat> but before I left by year, I entertained a group of people in weed. So the big fire of weed, everybody, uh, 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 hopefully they're fine. I don't know. But I entered, I think there was like four families. So if anybody in that group, please get back to me. Um, we were winding down and um, my voice, everybody, I had a bug. It stayed my neck. So <laughs> just maybe another week. I feel better, everybody. I do. So the lady next to me, she says, well, what about me? Do I have a spirit person? And you've seen these older ladies of a generation back, right? She comes forward. The boobies are gone. The butt is gone. <laughs> Straight up and down. She had all her hair pile up on her head. And she was sweet looking, but I described her, you know, me. I just give a lot of description. And she, I didn't know her sister was the one across the room. And they both started screaming, oh, that's aunt so-and-so. Oh, my God. And and I thought to myself, there's no other way I could get that if I didn't see the person. And the reason is all these people were larger. So if I was going to follow suit and say, oh, you have a spirit person there, wouldn't mm -hmm. I pick somebody the same general size because in families that run together, you know, right? No, no, no. This skinny little thing shows up and looks right at me. I go, oh, hello there. <laughs> And I'm sorry. And I, I was startled that I have to say what I get. What I would like to know, and I'm going to give a couple other examples here, is if you have an experience like that, does it stay with you? Do you think about it? Do you talk to your friends and family? Oh, there's this crazy lady, you know, this lady, you know, and I've had people write me notes. By the way, I am also migrating my website from a server here to a server over there. And I was going to make a reference to my testimonial page. I'm going to have to put it up. I have probably more than 100 testimonials from all the years. And I haven't posted any for some time because no one writes letters anymore. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nancy. You prove life after death and all that. And I saw it just this afternoon. I went, oh, my gosh, I've been so busy moving. I got down here for three days and then this happened. So in the five weeks since we moved, I've been unpacking and being sick. Right. So I haven't had any time to migrate. And I know Char has been doing the same thing, kind of updating it. So Nancy Matt's author, that's what it's going to look like when I finally get done. What do you do with 50 pages of web? My website's 50 pages. So so have fun. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, my web page, at one time we had the biggest paranormal website in Northern California. Oh, yeah. The, it, it's just <laughs> endless. And someone says, well, do anybody, do people really read every page? I haven't had people read Oh, they click on all the investigations, they do all that stuff. I was going to tell you in relation to the cemetery. Okay. I went on that tour, let's see, four times. Well, not on the tour, but I've I've done tours over there like four when, times. When I did it? I did it um, before you did it. I actually went with Robin Street the first time. Robin. I'm sorry, I forgot who that is. I'm sorry. I don't know. She, well, I don't know what she's up to now, but she um, ended up doing like industrial work for different companies and stuff. But at one time, she was doing all those TV shows, of, like in search of, and all those you, you'd see her on them, unsolved mysteries and all that. You'd see her all over the TV. Unf unfortunately, I don't lived, remember. She lived huh? right off um, Watt Avenue over here, and so I went the first time with her. I wasn't. I mean, she's a really good psychic, but I really Nancy is more of a showman. Oh no, <laughs> me. Robin is very serious about her work, you know, when she, when she does it. So when I met Nancy, I was like, wow, what is this? You know, watching her flit around the 
the, the, the graves and stuff. And, and, um, I'm not taking anything away from Robin because Robin's, you know, good at what she does too, but we're all just a little different. We're all just, you're all, yeah. Now the only one I've ever seen that's been close to you that shocked me was when I had Karen Clark start doing them. Like after we did that thing at Murphy's that tour, then the following tour, Karen Clark took mm-hmm. them on. And took, I, and I took on the spirits. Yeah. Well, to, you know, the cemetery tour. Oh, oh. I didn't know how she was going to be in a cemetery. Cause she's always kind of, you know, she'll either channel or she's kind of quiet. She was like you. She was bouncing off everything. It was great. It was great. I was really impressed. But my point of all this is that I started out. I live in a neighborhood now. I know. I know. I'm saying it could be my neighborhood too. <laughs> I, I started out with Robin Street, who was a calmer person out the side. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna say it. Calmer person in the cemetery. Uh. Then, I, then I hit Nancy, and Nancy's just like, woo, like the winds. Yeah, you know, for was you run around, run around everything, you know, and then I did the lantern tour with no psychic, and because of you, I almost got kicked out. Pardon me, you got kicked out almost. What's that? Because oh, you did you go by yourself that time? I went to the lantern tour and um, okay. had my brother-in-law, and after you telling me where all these ghosts were, and the girl, what they did in this lantern tour was they dressed people up. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, so you could, you, that was a tour. Yeah, okay. Based on what you told them. And, right? And I didn't expect them to dress people up. So I went off by myself to take pictures. I was doing ghosty pictures. I thought, well, I'm going to take the ghosty pictures and go wandering Right? Around. Took off, had my camera. And right where the gal in the blue... Um, the dancer? The dancer comes out. I remember her, too. She so was I'm middle-aged. Standing, I'm standing back there in the dark. Uh-huh. Thinking about all this stuff you told me. And it's, it's getting spooky because that cemetery, you know, once the lights are down, it's spooky back there. So I'm spooked out. <laughs> and you know you're being watched. <laughs> and I know I'm being watched, and I know I'm way away from where I'm supposed to be. Uh-huh. Here comes this woman out from behind that grave dressed in blue. Oh gosh, in a costume. Oh my gosh. And I, oh. scream. I don't scream, I'm not a screamer. I scream. <laughs> and they damn near kicked me out. <laughs> My brother was scared everybody else that was on the tour. Yeah, my brother locked <laughs> in What in the hell is, is going on? You know, he scared him. He thought uh-huh. I was going your fault. I have to say that I'm very enthusiastic because once I turned these switches on, yeah. oh, everybody. I just shared a couple of weeks back how my husband was driving around Oroville because I haven't been here. And he drove by two cemeteries. I go, oh, no, don't go <laughs> Don't go by the cemeteries. And of course, the minute you look over, I'm seeing these people standing. What in the world they stand there for? After all these decades, century, this is a really old town up here. Amazing. And uh, so when I started the tours in John Bettencourt, imagine how many tours we did. Mm -hmm. 30. And every time was a different direction. Oh, my gosh. It would every time. And I would put my eyes there. And I don't know if you were there. This is another story I tell. One of these days, I have to sit down and really write them out. I know we did Mosley and some of these others and the pearls I could see all that. But the woman, um, oh, there's another one just popped into my head. The 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 man who um, was leaning against his son's, you know, you had the headstone, little headstone. Then you have one that's really built up, really tall and it peaks. Right. What, is that called a headstone too? Yeah. Okay. Mine. So he was standing up there with one leg up on the f- second platform. And he had his hand there and he looked at me and he says, I just can't leave. He died and gone to his boy's grave. Well, come find out. Uh, 
he injured his own son. Son got infection and he died. The man then died later and he didn't proceed and go anywhere. He went right to his son's grave and he never left. And he wanted me to see him mm -hmm. because the people don't have to be seen. I, I mean, I could go how many times and see someone new and wow. And then John validates it. Oh, John, he was a kick, John Betancourt. He, uh, he wouldn't tell me how I was doing because he knew some of the stories. He would wait until the night of the tour. Ooh, can you imagine? Think about it. Going to a cemetery and I see this, I see that, you know. <clears throat> and then he says, I'm right. And I got him a few times, like the, the uh, fireman, the young fireman that was beheaded. And he told me he'd lost his head and he showed me a trestle with two horses and he was doing this. So, you know, clearly it was very long time ago. And he stood up, he was tall and the trestle going over where the train would pass, it cut his head off. And he found out I was right. And then he said, there's children buried on the other side of where I am. And of course, John had always been told no children. Well, he found out there had been some calamity and a bunch of children had died. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was illness or accident, but there's a whole row of babies, young kids. So hard to say, hard to say. And I did remember just now, the, the people didn't have money for being able to bury him. So the policemen gave up their plots to the children. And so it was, uh, oh, it was very heartfelt, very heartfelt. Anyway, I think I was trying to make a point well, with a woman that was, let me finish this real quick. The woman who was bent over, uh, we women can start on one topic and then branch off 10 times and not finish it. And then someone said, well, what happened to that story? Anyway, um, I'm holding this because it's making noise and I don't like it rattling against my earrings. I'm sorry, everybody. So anyway, uh, John thought he got me because we went to the zone where she was sitting, laying down, kind of balled up. And they listed two babies. And 10th and Broadway cross streets. Well, if you walk in the front of the gate, the front entrance area, there's a street there. One time that cemetery extended into the street and into where used to be the people who carved headstones. And he later, he did some research. It took a little bit of time, but he had found um, a very young infant in that area. And she went to have two more children. They all three died. And they, when they put the street in, they picked that baby up and took it to the headstone. They didn't list that child, but it's buried with the other two infants, children. There was three, and he says, you got my attention. I go, remember, everybody, I'm going to only repeat what I hear. I'm going to say what I see. So, okay, Nancy, at that time, it was 96 through 2001 or two, six years. He died, I think, in 02. Someone mm -hmm. have to correct me, I think. Anyway, I did it for all that time up until his death. And I know um, he got convinced. And some of the conversation we're having tonight is how do you deal with that in your head? Right. How do you accept that? Oh, Nancy's a good guesser. Hello. <laughs> I don't. And this is another. And no, this is not wow, wow, Nancy. Where I'm going with this is how do you deal with it? And how does that influence you? And are you able to pass on that thought of there's this lady I talked to and she said this about the relative. I didn't believe her, but I found out. And I talked about this last week about one real lady had a reading with me. And she discussed it with her sister or aunt or somebody. And she said, I was right. And then I get this letter of apology. I told everybody I know that I didn't, I think you were good. And I went back and I had to tell everybody, you know, like, please do that because of my reputation is everything. Right. Um, I also had another experience with the cemetery and it was the Rockland cemetery 
on the outside of the freeway from Sierra College, I-80. So anybody wants to look it up, there's Rockland Cemetery there. Anyway, so uh, when I do an event like this, where there's going to be some people, kind of nice to have an authority who knows stuff. I mean, what's the point of my going and telling all this detail, especially if I can give physical descriptions? Mm-hmm. I mean, who's who's going to believe me then? I want someone to put me on the spot. I'm the kind of person that likes to live on the edge. You've heard strange people like me. I want to be tested. I don't want you to tell me another psychic got all screwed up. Please, I don't want that. I don't care. They do it their way. I do it my way. Ah, right? So we were doing this tour and they had people in the audience that knew stories. And they just let me go. And this um, senior lady, and this had to be 15 years ago. She says, yeah, I have a relative in this spot. And he he died in a car accident. And we think maybe it was his problem. And he interrupted me. He says, I didn't kill myself. I wasn't going to say that yet. He says, it's raining. I was going around a curve. It was So Rockland to Auburn is the rolling hills of the Sierra Nevadas. Mm-hmm. And of course, how you get more curves. And clearly he was higher up. He said it was raining. He was going down the road. It was turning to the right. And somehow he started a slide and he went into the ditch to the right. He didn't go over the cliff. He went into the ditch. And they were not aware of it. He died. Well, how funny. I remember January, uh, June 20th. But it was raining. And he did slide because they never thought about checking to see if the streets were wet. And I wondered, uh, I have thought of them off and on. Uh, Kathy Newbert was the manager of the cemetery tour events at the uh, at the cemetery. Newbert, mm-hmm. N-U-P-E-R-T, I think. And so Kathy had made arrangements for me to show up. And I never thought of getting back to her and say, this lady was senior, um, 60, 70. <laughs> say senior she looked older <laughs> an older lady older than 50 or 60 so i wondered how that impacted her to know that the brother was speaking the truth and i picked that up and i could not possibly have made it up because in the middle of june was it raining yes it was where he had been it had rained and i wonder if you live your life in more peace i tell people i'm like everybody else i twirl around i work too hard i get deadlines here in that I move in I'm sick I supposed to be doing last year's taxes because I was trying to show my house and sell it up there it was crazy right I'm just like everybody else except when it comes to this and I can't read me but what I have gotten is um I had 24 years career at Pacific Bell and I had seven or eight years as a manager so I didn't have to leave Cancer, divorce, got into this. What's a meaning of life? Mm-hmm. When I started this, I absolutely thought I was insane. Absolutely. But in 84, I had a, a friend, uh, Pacific Bell location um, off of 49 in front of the Auburn Faith Hospital. We were there. And this sweet young, well, we were all young in this, 84. <laughs> she was a t- she, tiny little thing. Just a wisp of a woman. I love her. I've known her since 77. So I can say I actually love this woman. And and you can imagine her big brown eyes, you know. And I went to give her some paper and turn around to leave and I couldn't. I was forced to turn around and look back. And that's probably a, a form of channeling. <clears throat> and I looked at her and she says, Yes, what about Nancy? What do you want now? 
<laughs> and I told her about a murder, a death in her family. And I says, I, there's going to be a death in the family. You're going to have to do the paperwork, but I want you to know it's okay. It's okay. And you'll be okay. That night, her mother's sister hammered to death the husband. They lived off of Auburn Folsom Boulevard. And it was an abusive marriage. And she was conv uh, not convicted because they proved um, violence in the home. She was let off. It was mm -hmm. one of the first cases in California in the United States that they proved. But the point was, is I did it. I told them about 24 hours before, 12 hours, because it happened that night. It was middle mm -hmm. of the afternoon. And that that when that happened, everybody knew what I was. The cat was out of the bag. You know, it's like, oh, you talked to Nancy. She's really, you know. And it didn't, that's when it started picking up again, because I was born with this condition. And and over the years, I've talked to her. I, I have an affirmation for her name. I'll call her P, Miss P, like in purple. <laughs> How did that affect her? And she does believe me. And she said, I know when you're psychic because your vocabulary gets stronger, it changes a little bit. And I went, oh, really? <laughs> My vocabulary? Blah, blah, blah. You can see I have an overbite. It's not real clear sometimes. <laughs> so, and she now does believe. And I was saying to you, because I believe, I could tour around like a crazy woman. And I got too many projects. I love life. But my spirit is at peace. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that is the reason for this talk tonight. If I could go ahead, your okay. turn. Let me add in now, now that we're talking about, you know, validation and all this stuff, uh, it's somebody's birthday today and maybe she'll listen in. Maybe she won't, but she's a good friend of Nancy in line. Trish oh. Dolmas. It's Trish's birthday today. Oh, Trish. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so she's listening in. Happy birthday, Trish. Trish is my lead field psychic. Um, Karen, um, Karen is, is, is Karen used to be telling she got sick, but Trisha stepped up and, and she's done a great job. And one thing I can tell you, validation to me, and, and this is something that uh, sometimes I feel bad about it. Sometimes I don't, but I have seen it where my psychics on my team and be Karen, Trish, even Nancy and, um, even, uh, Sarah, if you're on Sarah Hennigan. Okay. <laughs> When Sarah Hennigan pops in. Um, I've been on a lot of investigations when I've watched the psychics and then I watched the clients break into tears. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when I know that, they, that they've got their validation because usually it's something tragic, you know, that it's a family member that's passed away that's still in the house or, you know, something is going on and they pick up on it. And if I see someone, and I hate to say, I hate to say that, but if I see someone break into tears on a case, and we're out live like that, then I know that we we did our job. I hate to say that, but that somebody said to me, you, you touched me yeah. or your words touched me. Yeah. And, um, you know, we mediums have a hard time keeping our health kind of wear ourselves down a little bit because I've had some big hitters these last 32 years. I've been doing this mm -hmm. and I forgot to add that 24 years Pacific about 32 years doing this. Let me add up her age. Let me think here. <laughs> I'm older than most people I talk to anymore. Um, Rockland Cemetery, go back to that. Um, I also, I won't go. I was going to mention something else. Later. The problem, um, the way you're going on this is that what people don't realize is that every time a psychic reaches out 
to the dead. Uh -huh. The dead, like it's, like, it's like in Poltergeist where with little Carol Ann, they <laughs> like her energy. Okay, yes. they like Carol Ann's energy because they don't feel that anymore. So every time a psychic reaches out, some of the energy gets sucked up. They slurp it up, honey. They slurp it up, yeah. <laughs> and so that's why, you know, the, 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 more, you, the, the more you do the, the, that kind of work, the older you get, the more yeah. you start to feel it, the more it affects you. And I, and I encourage people, um, we get our energy from our muscle masses. Protein mm -hmm. builds muscle. Exercise builds muscle. Mm -hmm. Exercise builds muscle. Protein enhances it. I've been an athlete all my life. And I really feel at times that I've been able to accomplish and be active like this up to this age because I'm, I, I'm busy all the time. And uh, this next few weeks, I'm going to, I got my gym equipment, I got my treadmill out. I'm going to be able to do more. And it makes me energized to know that I'm powerful, the sense of being powerful, powerful to do my job. Mm -hmm. And a minute you lose your energy, it's not that you don't get, but you, your immune system weakens. Mm -hmm. I'm, I had two conditions that my mother's older sister had. What that tells me is a lot of competency to inherited issues. But when you're weak, you get a virus or you're in the way of a virus that triggers those conditions to create a problem for you. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. And both times I had these real serious conditions, the docs, both of them independent of each other, but different states and everything, said you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. It triggered this problem for you. Right. And I... Is all our conditions a virus? Maybe. I don't want to think that for children to die. Of, but at the time they're born, they have problems. It makes them sick and ill and die. I just, um, but for us who do this for a living, I have to keep my energy. I do a lot of protein. I do exercise. And um, even though I have hard days, clients, hard clients, really hard. A lot of grieving. I, uh, I don't know that I want to quit, though. I may yell it once in a while. I think I'm quitting today. My husband. <laughs> I can't stop because it's so soul satisfying. I would like to get back on track. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's go back track. on. Let's now get back off, on track. Now that we we're can, off track here. Susan Klein. Now, what's one of what's one of my rules about investigating? One of my rules. Come on, see if you remember. What? One of my rules about investigating is if you're not feeling good that day. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. If or if you're pregnant, don't go. Because they're like Nancy says, if you're not feeling good, that's when things happen. Unfortunate things happen. You know, you'll take psychic kids. Right. I want to add to that. Um, I tell people yes, don't go. Yes. Yeah, see, she says it. Very good, Susan. Sandy, you remember. Um, so I want to add to that. Um, I may have more energy than most people. Now, remember, I'm in my mid-70s, and I still am working, doing everything. Um, but I also eat a lot of protein, uh, not meat, red meat, um, other protein-based things. Anyway, um, and I do exercise. I tell people, look at that sticking, earpiece sticking out. We get a five-gallon bucket of energy today. That's yours, or a gallon, however you want to measure it my hands going around here and you can spend it any way you want. Now, if you're grieving, you're spending it. If you're shopping, get excited and you spend too many hours, you're spending it. Then if you go home and try to do a reading, you're worn out. If you exercise too much and don't balance with rest and then sessions, you spent too much. Mm 
Mm. I'm going to say this real carefully and I want to get back to my topic. (laughs) I do believe in spirit possession. I do believe that we can go anywhere. And if you're weakened or you allow yourself to be overdone, Mm -hmm. you can have an attachment also. Doesn't mean they stay because Mm -hmm. spirit people go, oh, I like this lady. Let me see if I can attach to her. You have to be the same vibration they are to get that attachment. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of like a hot wire. I just really love this. I don't get spirit attachments very often maybe for a day or so, because I'm always of a high vibration. I am really happy. You know why? Because I know we survived death. I've been doing this every day for 32 years. I've had three, four (laughs) flashes of past lives, probably five for sure, that I can remember just talking about right now. I've had three future lives and I've had three afterlife flashes. Because I asked, I says, what am I going to do when I'm this? And then what am I going to do with that? And one of them was um, chatting with a bunch of friends. And a friend comes up and says, Nancy, is that you? You're here finally? Yay. You know, and that was crazy. Just amazing. I, I could, we could have a whole show what it looks like on the other side. Oh, yeah. Plus, I've seen the bubbles of, of an environment that each spirit person wants me to see. And I translate that in any way possible, the best way I can. I, I was, I'm in, when I was younger, I was an artist. I painted and drew my father and mother, both artists. I mean, it's in the blood, uh, but I've still kept what we call the critical eye. So I can look at something and remember quite a bit of detail, particularly people. Cause that's what I like drawing. So I'm able to give this. And when I get a spirit person and it's not the message as much as the location Mm-hmm. That's important. So a woman named Carol came to me and I was a, she was a client of mine before she met her husband, married, then he got sick. And then I did the hospice treatment with, for her. And then he died. And her first question to me after he passed, he says, okay, who greeted him? And I, I do this, just don't make anything of it. Just please, just because I do this, I can go to the moment of death and describe to you what's going on. And, and by visual, I can tell you who the person is. Kind of creepy, I know. But remember, this is what I am. And I just accepted like, oh, well, okay. I'm going to get something I'm not. I'm just going to describe what I, so anyway. And I've told a few of the stories. So what I saw crazily was three men. Let the hand go there, huh? Right? <laughs> three um, silhouettes of three men. And they were holding sticks. And all around them were these big animal. And I was trying to see, because if you look at a shadow of a deer and they're looking at you, what part are you seeing? If they were sideways, it'd be easier, right? Mm-hmm. And I gave as much detail as I, and Carol went, oh my God, those are his hunting buddies that died before him. They're holding rifles. The deer you see is their environment. They're going to have a field day. Now, do I like kick? killing little deer you know i heard of me talk when i was up in hornbrook we lived in the on a mountain i had deer every day bambi eyes right <laughs> and i went oh but that was his life and it was so obscure that i went oh my gosh i hope i described this right and carol instantly knew instantly who i was talking about now she'd been a client off and on for decades haven't heard from her for a good five years so carol if you're out there and you hear me, I'd love to hear from you, dear. Um, 
anyway, uh, how did that change our thought process? How did that change right. how we think about things? I'm really not, if you want to have a great story, text it to me. I'd love it. Uh, not text, please don't. I don't like text. And I don't care for Facebook Messenger. I'm so busy. I don't have time to even look. If you want to send me something, send it to my email from my website. That's the easiest, easiest way. The thing is, is that right during the, the, the point of this too, is that right during that reading, even if we're doing readings here online, the information you get may not add up. Yeah. You know, you have to, just like with ghost hunting, when, when we go out with our team, yeah. sometimes we have to double check the research that the psychic's getting because it may not add up to something that's going on in the house. And then once we start doing the research, then we realize, oh, this is over here. That This this happened years and years and years ago. Oh, and you, just, you, know? you just reminded me of a good one. Yeah. She was doing an investigation with a group of people. And she says, let's call Nancy and see what she picks up. And it was by a bridge. And the oh. building she was in, oh, is that good, right? Yes, that's a good one. That was a good one. Anyway, it was a single-story building. Yet, the woman was showing herself to be the next floor up. And she had yeah. died there on the bridge. Do you remember those details? Better? They hung her on the bridge. Yeah, that was a gallows. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it was higher. Mm -hmm. And so she was existing in her world at a higher level. Yeah, Downeyville. And you had to investigate that because you couldn't make sense of it. Everybody's going, oh, but Nancy really screwed up on this one. <laughs> and you're going, oh, no. <laughs> she was killed up there. Oops. <laughs> Weird because even if you go out there today, like late at night, there's no cars driving across there. Mm. And you'll be standing on the bridge and just out of the blue, it'll start shaking. Oh, I love that. I love it. And and where was this, this investigation? Brownieville. Oh, it was Downeyville. I remember Downeyville. Downeyville. So, yeah, yeah, so the whole point of all this is that, you know, you may not, you may get information that confuses you at first, but you have to look into it. I mean, you, you might, it might be somebody like, like this one time, Nancy said there was some dude in my house. I didn't even know who the hell it was. And I called around to my aunts and found out it was some uncle, like twice removed out of the family, you know, that this guy was here for some wow. reason watching over my mom. So, I, you know, who knows? But, but that's, that's the thing you still have to do digging and research that's part of what we do too as paranormal investigators you know unless unless the client starts crying when we're out there we have to dig into the research that one we, we did in that house in woodland remember it took three sides took three psychics to figure it out i which so one which that was which the one where the guy was um where the guy was had pulled where he was creating poltergeist activity the spirit man was right and then remember then there was the other guy that trish found that had burned the house down like mm. 30 years before and killed his mother he was he was in the middle of all this oh, so we have like three different things going on in this house and two, and three different timelines yeah three and they all three can coexist not knowing yeah. of the others that's really i was trying to make sense of it so i had trish going i had nancy going on this thing and we mm -hmm. also had karen on it you know so we were trying to coordinate all this stuff to see what was going on in this house and we finally did but i mean it was it was insane i guess so, i would i want to i have a couple more stories i hope we get what time no. oh i hope we get to it but Okay, so a good five or six weeks back, we remind me for two months back. Um, she says, "What do you want to do?" And I, you know, we talk about it. And she says, "Why don't you answer questions and tell people who's standing next to them?" Oh, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. Well, I've never done that one before. <laughs> Let's try something really hard. <laughs> okay, so I'm out there's a psychic. I'm going to call. Have you call me? You're not going to know my name if I'm a man or woman because that did happen. 
I'm going to be somewhere in the United States. I have no idea what culture you're from. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me who's standing next to me so I can describe them. Whoa, head turner. So the one that there's two of them that really caught my eye because the one lady in Texas where I described a man, shorter man, boxy, dark skin. And I've talked of his hair being heavy and wavy. Now what's problem is you can look at me and say, as you get older, your skin gets lighter, right? Mm-hmm. Women particularly, because we don't want sun. I am actually American Indian. I have um, one side of my family has Indians in it. And so you look at me, you're dark, right? So what culture am I from? Hmm. Well, I do have some Portuguese. It goes back a few centuries, but you know, it's in the family tree. Uh, we have the uh, English, Irish, and Scott. We have some of that. They're light people like my sister, but I'm dark. So how can I assume I know Nancy's relatives? So I get around that by saying the man with the dark hair, like you would see an Hispanic or Spanish or Japanese heavy, wavy hair. Nailed him. Yeah. And I could, she wrote me a note. Um, it was just a amazing because he was very young. He was a young man when he died to have an adult daughter. He was very young. And she wrote me a note and said that she was very touched that I could even pick up something like that. The other one that really got my attention, all the stories were great. I mean, you go back and watch them, everybody. Was the man who was in Pennsylvania? Was it Pennsylvania? And I saw a row of men standing to one side in the back, like 13 men in a row. There were spirit men looking in the house. I do find it curious that spirit people know they don't follow me, please. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> it makes me a little spooky thing. Do they know why? Follow me around to what show and get their spirit, their family on the phone or something. Anyway, these men had come and joined standing next to each other in an arc at the back side to the back of the house. And I started out thinking, oh, that's strange. Am I supposed to talk about that? And, and of course I saw them and I was so curious. I had to talk to him about it. And when I did it on the air, everybody, he says behind the house had been a mine cave in a lot of men lost their lives. And you talk about the goosebumps. <laughs> so how did that change his life? Mm-hmm. How did it change a little girl in Texas that was grieving? So for her father, right, right. Do you pass it along? And with confidence, do you say I've been, shown extension of life. How will I judge my day? How will I judge my life? How will I seek out happiness, love and tail of the cat here, love and support? Because I choose to believe that we choose a life, the experiences we will have to enrich enrich our spirit. I do believe that now. Karma comes back in the own lifetime, honey. You do something wrong, you ain't, that teeter-totter is going to bounce sometime between now and the time you pass. We go when we're supposed to. No, don't call me up and say your infant died. I'm talking adults. I don't know why someone choose an infant to die at birth or be born so they cannot survive. I don't have all those answers. Thank God. I said that somebody, I said, thank goodness I'm not 100% right or expected to be. What kind of pressure would that be on me? I couldn't even exist. Um, and I will experience, uh, add this, then I'll go back to my story. Someone was talking to me about how I do this or or what, uh, I don't like that. I surrender to the process. I allow the universe to work through me. I know my e- emails are open. Another email. Um, I allow the universe to work through me. 
I surrender to the information to be given to me and trust it's going to be right because I don't try to change it. I don't second guess it. Where I could fall down is I do not know all the cultures of the world. So I have all cultures talk to me, but what if an ancient relative right. four generations back comes in a costume I can't describe because I have never visually looked at it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Travel Station, National Geographic, all my some of my favorite stations. You know why? Because I get exposure. So if I talk to Malaysian lady and the father had gone to from New Zealand or something, I would know on boat. And I have said strange things, but not to the detail I think that we all could. So some cultures, if they work there, they see and know and express better than I could. Mm-hmm. Nor am I somebody who knows foreign languages. So if you have a foreign language re- relative that wants to talk to me, I have to have someone speak English to me. And then I talk to the relatives and I get the answer in English and I have to tell the living person to pass up. It can be com- quite confusing. But that's what makes this job fun because you're expected, sorry for the motorcycle, expected to be right. And the only way you can be right is surrender to the process and allow the information to flow through you. I take responsibility because I'm not 100% perfect thank goodness um and that's really important whether you call it channeling i don't know but i have found myself just saying spontaneously i did a reading just a few weeks back and it was a blah 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 (laughs) who did that to me (laughs) who did that and i said something very pertinent to the knowing of this person it's a obscure things that you can pick up or sense or see Mm -hmm. that flows through you that convinces the client that's the gem of why I do this because my job is to say to you we do survive how does that change your life and I would love feedback get back to Shar send me something from the chat room is how do you see these things do do they come at you uh, as flashes or 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 do they just walk up to you did you get the full vision of them or or is it just boom 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 spirit people will keep their shape for as long as they remember what they look like Mm -hmm. so then so someone passes over and they say, oh, I'm a mom and dad or whatever, whatever. Find it curious that sometimes if a person doesn't like the way they look, mm-hmm. I only get pieces of them. And when I get pieces of them, I think, hmm, did they not like the way they looked or did they not walk? Or And I'm usually right on that because we're not like vain, but who wants to remember, be remembered for the uh, disability? Well, my little friend, <laughs> Donna, was spina bifida. And she died in 01. And I was living on Fair Oaks and Old Auburn Boulevard. I had a cute little house, white picket fence in front. It was one of those. I was flipping homes, everybody, before it was popular. <laughs> and I was doing a flip. I played in the lid there a couple of years. It was just a darling little house. And she passed away. And I still grieve her February 2nd or 7th or something. Every year, February comes around. And Jan and I were f- close friends. Jan hears this. She'll know I'm talking about Donna. Anyway, um, she... <laughs> I got to keep my mouth clean here. She had a potty mouth worse than anybody I know. And she was uh, four foot three, but she should have been five, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And she had to wear crutches or she drug herself around the floor. And she was a psychic. I'm sure there's people in here that would remember her. I loved her. I just loved her. Anyway, so <clears throat> um, she would call me up and say, I, you need a reading. Come down here with your money. <laughs> go down there and we'd visit and I'd pay her money. <laughs> anyway, I was going to have clients over and I was sitting in the front room looking out the window and I had this 
furniture with a great big ottoman in front. It was floral, everybody remember. And she stood there without the crutches on these skinny little things. And she held her arms up. She says, Nancy, I'm walking, I'm walking, but F, I'm still four foot three. <laughs> <laughs> she told me she had broad shoulders like a woman about 5, 10, 11, 12, 6 foot. So she was proud that she could walk. But because she was born that way, it was normal for her to look that way. Mm -hmm. Where I've had people who've lost limbs show up with that limb mm -hmm. and happy and say they're happy, they're whole. And I would say that and I'd say the whole body's there and everything. They're whole. And I go, what? what, what? Oh, they lost their leg. Oh, they're whole. That was the message. Or they'll show me eating something. I, I'm eating. I love eating. I like to crunch. I go, wow, that's a strange message. Oh, found out they didn't have any teeth that they do now as a spirit person. Sure. Now, along the line of what you were talking about, historical stuff. Okay. An investigation with Sabrina in Vallejo. Okay. The residential. And this woman had lost her little boy. Oh. She never told us when. I don't know what it is with some people. You know what I mean? <sighs> So Sabrina came in contact with a little boy during the investigation. Mm -hmm. She described this woman's son down perfectly. Now, the next thing Sabrina says is he's wearing a striped t-shirt and some type of shorts. They look kind of like cut off jeans. And she says, I believe this is from like the 80s. Yeah, we, did, we judge years by what people wear. Absolutely. Woman takes me aside. Oh, no. I can hear it. And she says, she's wrong and I said well why is she wrong I have a picture of your little boy right here you know this is what he looked like no 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 the clothes the clothes were from this he, he, he died in the 70s not the 80s uh, so, so we're often, I'm, never, I'm never nasty at clients unless they get on my nerves <laughs> that you one, tell them girl <laughs> that one got on my nerves and I said well you, you, know, you showed me a photo of your son she described your son perfectly Sabrina is not a fashionista. <laughs> a good line. Yeah, that's what I told her. And I said, she got it right in the end. You know, she got it right in the end. And she kind of looked at me and I said, and, we're, and this was after we'd done the investigation. You know, this, this was the post where mm -hmm. she confronted me. And I said, and here's your evidence. Have a nice day. And we, let, we packed up and left. But, I mean, people do that stuff, too. And people don't stop to realize that. The, that that psych the, that the mediums and the psychics that are out are not what I call fashionistas. Like, <sighs> yeah. This could go back for generations, and that and she's just seeing what this person looks like in that particular generation. And, so and there's a couple ways to look at it. People will show up in the clothes they died in. Mm -hmm. If you know, if it was in a hospital bed, they'll mm -hmm. show up when what they wore in the coffin, mm -hmm. or their favorite. The story that I was talking earlier and it just popped in my mind. That thank you, ever <laughs> lady calls me and has a reading and I'm being in a place where a woman shows up in a floral dress and she says, I have a dress on. I'm going to a concert. Tell her I'm very happy. Well, the face and everything was right, but the storyline was not. So oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. Right. And I think right. I shared this with you. She went home and checked with the family and her aunt. She wore a dress one time in her life, a floral dress. And she went to a concert, her only trip she what did she tell me it was a concert yeah she told me it was a concert into town and she wore a dress only time and i can't remember do you remember who it was that she went and saw was it elvis presley it was elvis it was elvis i can't yeah. remember pop something like that and the woman called me up just flabbergasted 
And I says, remember, I don't make anything up. I can't because it wouldn't apply to you. But the validation you got makes you want to remember it. Yes. And how does that make you feel? I guess the point is not her story, but how does it affect your spirit, your heart? Can you live life and get as much from it and gleam every breath? And I'm guilty. I cannot read me. Crazy. I get hits once in a while for things, but not. I'm just like everybody else. I make mistakes. I wish I knew me. I have someone I trust a lot to do bantery. My husband is a typical man. He's kind of like cooler personality. He was a lineman. Then he was managed. And so he's cool. And sometimes he can read us where I cannot mm -hmm. because I'm emotional. I'm a woman and not no tears because men can be bad also. But he's of a cooler personality. As you can hear the fights going on in the front room. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess the point of this was not me. Everybody you get readings from. We do not search for the information we are not gathering up we don't make something up if you're so, if you're talking to somebody who's the real deal we present you with topic person mm -hmm. uh, situation because you as a person your spirit says ah, would you want <laughs> please talk about this and i was talking to somebody the other day and i said you're the one that wants me to tell you you have to figure out this information. It had nothing with spirit pure, but it was a, right, another right. situation. And it's like, I don't want to know your life. I'm not going to sip through years and days of your life. Thank you. Ooh. But when I enter time for other topic, we're talking about as a job interview, a change in your career. Uh, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Things come in my head here. Uh, <laughs> don't, I don't forget a lot of them anyway. Is because your spirit wants you to know the next man coming or two mm -hmm. and you have a choice or you're going to have a choice to move. And I'll describe the cities and not know what I'm talking about or the building. I mm -hmm. talked to another lady the other day and her son is going the career path that I told her. How did you know all those years ago? Because the boy wanted me to see and tell you as a mother, don't worry about me. I'm going into the computer science. I'm going to be a producer, de designer, whatever. And he is now into it where he had been a photographer before. Mm -hmm. See, and, and what that did, I said to her, uh, this is a longtime client, I love her. How did that make you feel? She says, I wonder, I realize that we're, we got to live every day. She said, same thing I've been just telling you because things will happen exactly the way they're supposed to. And not always nice, everybody. I've had some rough times, went through the recession, hurt us real bad. So we're just like everybody else. We don't have any special, I do not go gambling. I don't even buy lotto tickets. I should. Do you know why? Because if I were to go gambling, and I've had this, I tried it a few times. Yes, I've won little pots, but I've, I've been an adult a really long time. I picked the machine with the most energy on it. What machine would have the most energy on it? Someone who won one time or someone who lost a lot? Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm being pulled to it because energy is everywhere and we leave it everywhere we walk. Mm -hmm. So if I were to gamble and lose money, that's on me. And that makes me unhappy. I don't want to waste a breath, a moment, one step at a time, one breath at a time, one thought at a time and appreciate the people in your life. And that comes on the heels of another vehicle here. Ah, that comes on the heels of my knowing we survive. And if I could do anything in these rest of my life is continue supporting the idea that we do live and we have choices. We can end our life sooner by doing crazy, wonderful things, jumping out of a plane with 
not checking the parachute. I mean, you could do things like that. Not putting seatbelt on in a car. You can do that. But why, why do that? Why not take care of your health? Why not love the people around you? My father was very, very gifted. Drove my mother insane. Oh, he would have open conversations with dead father. And his mother, who was alive, but lived in a different house. Mom would hear him talking to his mother as though they're talking next to each other. Drove her crazy. Well, guess who got the gift, right? It was nuts. Nuts. But he was so self-assured, he had no fear. Took a life insurance policy out. Effective April 1st, 1955. My last words to him was, please don't go. We'll never see you again. Before he left, he said to her, don't grieve for me because I'll be with my father. On the way home from Las Vegas to LA, he was hit by a drunk driver with Korean War heroes. And he didn't survive. He knew he his destiny was at hand. He was wonderful. You know, I, I was only six. I mean, how do you do life? But he was so trusting that it's okay if it's your time. I'm not mm -hmm. talking about babies or children, everybody. Don't write me letters. How about the time in Pharaoh's ice cream parlor? Um, I think that was 92, 91 or 92. Do you remember? I guess like 91. 91. So my sister calls me and she says, I want to go to a fabric store. I went, okay, lived in Citrus Aichi, was somewhere else. We'd pick up, we'd go down there. Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor's next door. Let's do the ice cream. <laughs> I had a three-year-old daughter in tow when I was three, four months pregnant. And I got in there and I could see all the party kids at the wooden tables. To my left was a counter for the cash register and a cute little blonde and a very tall, younger man with dark hair. Straight ahead was the behind the scenes with the countertop where they made all the ice cream. They put us, the maitre d', put us at the first table at the corner where you walk in, the party was here, and then they had a long hall with a bunch of tables, that first table. I was sitting there and I said, hmm, I felt like I had to jump up and I felt like something was wrong. How do you know? And then I thought of my husband and uh, it didn't feel right. Why was I thinking of him? And I thought, I have to leave. And my daughter had just gotten her ice cream. And I said, one more bite, we have to leave. There's something wrong with Larry. And so we got up and I drugged them out there. I don't wanna leave, I don't wanna leave. It was three-year-old and she was darling. Who would turn her down with curly blonde hair, right? So I got in the Volkswagen, I've always drove a Volkswagen, everybody. And we were on Fruit Ridge Boulevard headed toward the freeway. And she, in those years, no seatbelts. In the back seat. All of a sudden, we heard this boom. We're talking five, six, seven minutes. Oh, mommy, look. Boom, 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 boom. I was halfway home on the freeway when they said Farrell's ice cream parlor had been hit by, a, I don't know that it was a biplane. It was a one, um, one motor, one propeller, but it was not a modern plane. So he, this was in um, 91. So we're talking maybe of the, um, well, I don't know, 50s, 40s and 50s. You remember? That yeah, there was an air show that day. And so they had all kinds of different, you know, your airplanes. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Um, unfortunately, I don't remember. And it took me a long time to get over that. So I wrote some articles about it. And I had this lady come write me, her twin sister had gotten killed. And we're talking 
tiny kids, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever it was, all the picnic tables, 22 children got killed. And she says, how dare you leave? Why didn't you tell us? Well, that's the downside. What if I dream of a plane crash or train, boat, something? Who, who am I going to tell? Who's going to believe me? Oh, that fool over there talking about something happening and, you know, whatever, whatever. There's Unfortunately, there's not a newspaper with a call on top of the column with the date and the hour. You know, San Francisco paper doesn't get shown to me our calendar. By the way, this date, this flight, this fire, Flowers Ice Cream Parlor versus somewhere else. We have to talk of destiny and we have to talk of being in a situation that when a spirit says, a soul says, I want that body, I'm going to experience that life. Can't I can't handle the thought of a child dying. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky not to have that happen in my family. So lucky. You know, why? Why might not my family? Why do kids die? I try not to talk about that, but this was destiny because I was told to leave. Absolutely told to leave. And in 91, I'd only been in this a year. So why was, because the people that got killed were in the front. Maybe I just picked up the energy of it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It really bothered me for decades. I wrote a couple of stories about it. And I had a couple of men, a couple of men who wrote me and said, one was a fireman that came at the scene and helped pile it out. Another one was somebody who was there and had gone there and just missed the plane as it crashed into the building. He was in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I do believe, and I've heard this over and over is it just such a thing as synchronicity coincidences? I'm not sure. I think there's such a thing as synchronicity because I have seen the domino effect of one thing leading to another, which is supposed to happen. But for it just to be a coincidence, no, I don't think so. I think everything is planned out because I see too far. I've described too many jobs. I had a note here I read earlier of a woman said, I didn't believe anything you said. I got the, but, but now years later, I'm writing because I got the, I'm in the building you said, I'm in the office you saw, the big buildings, the trees out in front. I gave her all this detail. And she says, oh, how did you see that? I mm-hmm. said, you allowed me to see. There's no magic, anybody, everybody. I know that I'm leaving my body. Entering time at the base of your neck. I'm just floating back and forth. This is who I am. Duh, right? And yes, practice. Yes, yes. Being an artist helps a lot too. Um, I know that I'm doing it this way. The question is, why am I being able to do it? Mm-hmm. It's like, who who designs? Well, if you think about it, I imagine cavemen, people who didn't have communication skills. By the way, there's a big old ass, excuse me, big old dinosaur head in your way or mountain lion. You don't do that. You have to have instincts. So those instincts, I think we left. And those people like myself, whose instincts are stronger. I call it a switch. I can turn it on, turn it off in a heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. I've always been this way, you know, surface off and on throughout my life. And it really came to fruition um, early in my marriage and uh, drove me nuts. Uh, My husband got into police work. And so you can appreciate what he came home looking like to me and feeling Mm -hmm. like. And I think it kind of hurt our marriage. We did divorce. But he was coming into the house with energy like a leopard all over these spots and things. And it was all that drama of police work, big trial, big money police investigations. And I, 
I don't, I don't at that time didn't know that it was okay to be that way and not have to own it or absorb it. And since those years, I've had clients call and scream and yell at, they're so angry at life, angry at that man, angry, angry, angry. I just listen. Okay. They're there. I'm here. I have to keep cool because they more going to ask me questions. You can rat and rave all you want. It ain't going to get to me now. Uh-uh. Not this age. I'm all, my filters are not even good anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's important to realize that you chose this life. And I do believe it <clears throat> on YouTube, type in reincarnation children or go to the channel L M N and look for ghosts in my child. That's another one you could put in the stories of the three, four and five year olds. Mommy, I chose you. How hard did you do that? So one of my best friends of that era was Camille and probably 95. She calls me up. I said, slow down. She was watching National Geographic on TV or something similar. Peru. Three-year-old toddles in. Oh, grandma, remember when we were there and I was big and you were small? I said, okay, go in there and tell, have her tell you the rest of the story. Show that and act as though you do believe her. Even if you don't, you've got to ask. And so she went and talked to her little granddaughter and she's, and the woman is 34, 35 now, right? <clears throat> and um, tell me the story. What was it like then? And she says, um, I was a daddy and you were my kid, whatever it was, I think a little girl. And a bad man came to our village and hit everybody in the head. How can a three-year-old make this up, honey? Really? Really, we, Camille and I had some crazy, oh my God, the stories are just flowing in my brain. I got some, oh, she, I got to remember the cemetery tour I did with her, a proof of my abilities and that I'm supposed to do this. I mean, we don't, we're running out of time. Is there anybody with questions in the chat room? I don't want to be disrespectful. No, to the, yeah. Are there any more questions? The point of this, the, the whole point of tonight too, was that, you know, if you do see a psychic and I know you might not, here, what, what, what you're well, you know, what's funny too is the people you think that are around you may not be the people that they, are around you, it may not be the soul connection you think, absolutely, it may not be the soul connection you think it is. So, that's when you have to dig into your research and, and figure out who these people are. And I mean, that does happen a lot. It could be maybe a, 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 a great aunt or something, you know, that's around you that, that you wouldn't expect. And then that's that's when you end up asking, but you know, how cool the feeling that you get when you find out who it is. And that, that it is connection to you. It's a tremendous feeling. It's a mm -hmm. wonderful feeling, you know, because <clears> that, that <throat> helps you realize that, that that there is life after death. It really does. And and sometimes, you know, you're not going to get that right away. You know, when you're talking to somebody because you're going to come out perplexed. <laughs> you don't think. Well, I mean, Let me give two examples. One lady called and she wanted to know who she came to see me, wanted to know who was around her. And I described as a smaller built, um, smaller and statue not slim, medium, smaller built, darker skin. And she was holding a plate of chocolate chip cookies. Mm -hmm. Other one went, <laughs> get a call. And she says, oh my God, when we were young, our neighbor loved us. And she was of a different culture and she baked cookies all the time for the kids in the neighborhood. So this woman had shown up for her because she loved her. And the other one is, uh, I did hospice for a while, but I had met this lady and then she went into hospice and she was in the hospital um, at the end of her life. 
And she called me up and she, I knew what she wanted, but I didn't, I can't think ahead of time. I have to get it because I have to see the people. So I went to her left side of the bed and she's asked me, I wish I could remember her name. She asked me who's there for her. And she, I saw this uh, a woman, grandmother looking kind of woman. And she, in her hand, she had a dozen pink ribbons, mm -hmm. thinner ribbons. And the lady that was dying was African-American. And the woman said to me, when I, when she was a, a baby, a child, I would weave all these into braids in her hair, all over her head. And she'd have all these flowing ribbons. And of course, why wasn't a different story? Why dozens of pink ribbons falling from her hand? Well, the little girl, she was a young woman of dying and she just went, oh my God, I was hoping it would be her. And the smile on her face was absolutely, gives me goosebumps, gives me because she had this softening demeanor all around her, like the fear of death. Can you imagine then, then someone like me shows up and describes you the people waiting for you. And this woman was standing right, she was, she was standing right next to her on the right side by her right hand. And she just showed me, she said, all these ribbons through, put her fingers through them. And then she showed me a memory of hers of tiny little uh, uh, braidy things all over with all these ribbons flowing down like hair. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how beautiful that would have been? Just wonderful. Just wonderful. And I guess the next thing I would say is, how do you keep that fresh in your mind? Do you have to remember the story? I think I need to go and say to you, try to remember to appreciate, but stand back and watch the path people pick for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like if we're here on purpose or we're here for experience, be an amusement or be amazed, be sympathetic. Don't be prying. Don't be pushy because you don't want to take someone's free will away, nor do you want to hurt another soul. Be, be a witness to someone's life and allow them to be screwed up if that's what they're going to do, mm -hmm. because that's the experience they may be asking. You cannot help somebody unless they request that of you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you emceed, you have to do this, you have to do that. You're all screwed up. You got to do this, got to do that. You can counsel them, but you cannot tell because then you're taking someone's free way, free will away. And you don't know what kind of agreement they made with whoever to choose that body. That's so important is to stand outside of your emotion of connecting and fixing all the time mm -hmm. because we can only fix ourselves. We cannot fix somebody else and okay. love your life. And there's a question. Okay. How do you do research and find out who it is to be sure of what you're picking up? Do I do? I don't do research. No, she's asking like with Pamela, Pamela's just saying, if you, if you tell her a name or whatever, how can she go about finding out? I'm visual. I don't give names. Or, or I you give, I mean, the descriptions or whatever. How I give she visual. About finding out, yeah. Um, the best place is your, uh, this is true. So I have found that spirit people, if they have a family member that can validate, like the lady whose mother wore a floral dress to a concert, mm -hmm. that's always good. But they would know that. Um, they also show up in pictures around the house. They will show up in a way that you can validate. And this has happened many, many times of I'll describe a situation and then the family will find a picture exactly like I said. Oh, this is good. Let me tell you this one. So this couple from New York called me and they were on the line together to me. And they just spontaneous, this is mid-90s, late 90s, something. It was quite a while back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was at the White Avenue, um, Black Eagle Drive off of White Avenue. 
in uh, Sacramento. Anyway, uh, I saw her in a past life and I went, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I saw her as a young, dark haired man standing next to the uh, Mr. Ford as he invents the first car. And I told her of the platform, the wheels and how strange the steering wheel came up and they were in a picture, I said, and this young man is shorter than Mr. Ford. He's got almost black hair, medium mm -hmm. to slimmer build. They went to the Smithsonian and found the picture. I found the picture. They called back and he and she on the phone. And I says, remember, I just was telling you what I was seeing. It was them that told me how to tell you to find you. Mm -hmm. And that is a kick and a, just a kick. She mm -hmm. said, I can't believe I was a man and that you found me as a co-inventor of the first car. And it was kind of like a platform with, you know, however, I, yeah, I just flashed a picture in my mind what it, used, what it looked like. Right. And at what point was that car, uh, the platform with the handle up, where was the seat and how did you get it going? I mean, it could have been a big rubber band for all I care. But her spirit wanted me to tell her she could be found. Maybe mm -hmm. in her world, she'd lost faith. Mm -hmm. Faith, that's a whole different show, everybody. I call it um, comfort and knowing the divine has a plan. Mm -hmm. That gives well, me comfort. The other way, too, is like when we do it with our psychics, we will look at property records. We will go through to the county archives. You know, the libraries always have an archive, whether it's on microfiche or whatever. But we end up going through the county archives. You know, we're looking at everything. And that, that's how we find out. I mean, it might be maybe like that in that one case where the guy burned the house down in Woodland. We had to go to the county archives to look all that information up to double check it. And it actually happened. So you check us. You're talking about after the fact. Yes. After the fact. Yeah. After the like, fact. Like the brother, the woman who's a male relative skidded because of the rain. Right, he right. was not mad or anything, but he was yelling at me. Right. It's like, it was raining. I didn't kill myself. So they had to do some research and, oh my gosh, that was before um, <laughs> how easy it is to do research now. Yeah. So Pamela, the answer uh, yeah, I'm really good. You know, a lot of the time it's, you have to, just like we did when Nancy mentioned that old guy that, that my mother and I had no clue who this guy was and she had to yeah. ask her sisters and go through and just keep asking yeah. them and finally got answers to it. You know, it's mm -hmm. asking your family, like Nancy says, looking at pictures, if it involves your house and and something happening on the property where Nancy might go, you know, someone died on that property. Da, da, yeah. da, da. There's no percentage of me making something up. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't like to be found out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. If so there's that, someone there, fine. If not, you got a dog or cat. That one shows up. I mean, we yeah. don't know why. Yeah. That's when you hit the property record and you do all that stuff. Okay, guys. Yeah. It is 7.52. Oh, my gosh. That went fast. We've been yakking all day. Again. Again. And uh, I've done, like I said, I, this is my eighth show this week. So <laughs> I'm wiped You want to get rid of me, huh? <laughs> I want to get rid of me. I got to get rid of I'm tired. And uh, I appreciate each and every one of you coming tonight and joining us on a Friday night. And uh, it's cool. Me down. too. Me too. Down yeah. I like it. I like it. I like I, it a lot. But uh, thank you, Nancy, for coming tonight. Of course. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Marisa. Thank you, Pamela. And everybody else that's not in the chat room, thank you for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. All right. Again, if you're watching from Facebook, be sure to click that follow button. And if you're watching from YouTube, be sure to click on that little ghost with the magnifying glass on and a Sherlock Holmes hat. But I will see you Monday. Monday, we have a guest. We're kind of shifting gears. Like I said, we don't always do paranormal. 
Yeah. Sounds like a little paranormal, though. Uh, Mark Seifer is going to be on with us, and he's going to be talking about Tesla. And I'm not talking about the car. I'm talking about Mr. Tesla and how he came about doing his inventions. Now, were they? did, did he get information from beyond? Or did he not? So now we're going to spend another hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking about all that stuff on Monday with Mark Seifer. So that's our guest. And Sunday, of course, at 6, 6.30, we are going to continue reading um, about the haunted objects. And, you know, especially Anna, 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 God, what is going on with me? Anna Maria Manalo's haunted chair, her Victorian chair that she got at the, she got at the flea market. I mean, she's up to her ears and, and weird stuff going on with that. So, yeah, so we're going to continue reading her book. So uh, be sure to join us then. In the meantime... I love you all. I do. I really do. So we will yeah. see that. So Nancy and that Nancy will see you next Friday, and I will see you Sunday evening for the reading. Okay. And I'm going to give you Nancy's contact information right now before I forget. <laughs> all right, here we go. So there we go. Websites: NancyMats.com, Nancy Matt's author with the N M and the A capitalized. And then you've got youtube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic. Now we got the books. Help get me out of this funk. Uh, he makes me want to go boxing. <laughs> Two worlds developing your psychic skills. And uh, the unwilling sacrifice. <laughs> I want to suffer. You suffer. Books and Amazon available at Amazon, guys. <laughs> I love it. Larry made me laugh tonight. Okay. And the cat made me laugh tonight. Okay. Oh, you heard him? <laughs> I got a cat here and here. There you go. Okay, guys. See you on Sunday. Have a nice day.